When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 34 of season 2 in time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Meet Me at Parky's was a great radio sitcom that starred Harry Einstein as Parky Akarkas, a Greek restaurant owner, and it ran from June 1945 until November of 1948. Betty Jane Rhodes played a waitress, and band leader Opie Cates basically played second banana to Parky, and each show started with a couple of sketches before diving into that week's particular problem. A musical number was always included, usually performed by Rhodes and the band. Old Gold Cigarettes was the sponsor, and announcer Bob Williams worked the product into the show frequently. This is one of my favorite old-time radio comedy shows, and I hope you enjoy today's choice. So sit back and relax for the June 24th, 1945 broadcast of Meet Me at Parkies. From Hollywood, California, the makers of Old Gold Cigarettes bring you Meet Me at Parkies! <laughs> Mr. Black, after being with the railroad for 55 years, I'd like to present you with these ties. Imagine, after 55 years, all I get is two railroad ties. There, there, Black. Don't get off the track. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parky. You're the most extravagant wife a man could have. You're spending too much money on clothes. Clothes? Why, I'm wearing nothing but rags. And you're spending too much money on rags. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parky's. Yes, come along. Come along, everybody, to Parky's Restaurant. Meet me at Parky's and say hello to Betty Rose, O.B. Case and his orchestra, Prudence Rockbottom, David Street, and our genial host, Parky Carcass. Let me see now. I got to figure it out yes to this business. One and three is six. <laughs> is that right? Couldn't be because that leaves nine to carry. No good. Nine is too heavy to carry. I'll let it walk. Now, seven is don't go into four, so I got to push it. <laughs> Tight fit, but I made it. <laughs> Bulging out all over. Ah, me, all these bookkeepings don't drive me crazy. When I first go in the restaurant business years ago, all you had to know was how to fry eggs. Today, you got to be a smertified public accountant. <laughs> All the taxes they got down, withholding tax, income tax, outgo tax, payroll tax, exercise tax, unemployment tax, sales tax. Boy, am I deep in the heart of taxes. <laughs> I'm even dreaming about taxes now. Last night, I dreamed the government put a tax on breathing. <laughs> <laughs> 
They put a machine over your nose every time you inhaled had to drop a penny in. <laughs> when you exhaled, it rang up no sale. <laughs> and in the middle of my dream, the machine got stuck, couldn't get my breath. The lucky thing, I sneezed and hit the jackpot. <laughs> figures, figures, figures got to be a regular feminismal gizzard. Got to know how to add, how to detract, how to emulsify. <laughs> Oh, hello, Betty Rhodes. Are you messing up my books again? No, I'm just checking up on yesterday's business. Counted it three times to make sure I was right. What'd you get? Four different answers. <laughs> now what I really got to do, I got to pay $110 to the fishman. Oh, that fishman has got me all bowled up anyways. Yesterday I ordered 65 pounds of fish. What do you think you send over? What? Three mackerel and one smelt. <laughs> That's four fish. And the prices they charge you, you think that fish was gold? Well, it could be. You know, Parky, I was reading that in certain parts of the world, fish is actually used for money. <laughs> That's a good one, using fish for money. What are you laughing about? I'd like to see somebody put a herring in a slot machine. <laughs> oh, here's Opie Case. Hello, Betty. Hi, Parky. Hi, Opie. You been over here yet, Parky? Why do you talk in griddles? Who's been over here? Miss Prudence Rockbottom, that woman that bought your building. She's due over here, and she's dying to meet you. Meet me? Look, Opie, I thought when I sent you over there, you were supposed to make love to her, so she's done make me to move out of the restaurant. But look, Parky, I've been thinking this whole thing over, and I figure you're older than I am, and I'd kind of like to see you get married first. <laughs> married? Who's thinking about getting married? Well, she is. She told me to give you this picture of her. Take a look at it. Let me see it. Woo! <laughs> this is the homeliest woman that I've never seen in my life. Sparky, you're holding the picture upside down. Oh. I knew something was wrong. I'll turn it over. Woo! <laughs> it's even worse this way. Why is she making such a terrible face? Terrible face? She's smiling. <laughs> smiling? I will say one thing. She's got the prettiest tooth I've ever seen. <laughs> Why is she looking through a telescope? That's her nose. <laughs> you know something? This is the most interesting thing that I've never seen. What? I wonder what there is about the right eye that makes her left eye want to keep on looking at it. <laughs> Awfully unkind, Parky. After all, she is a woman. You want a bet? <laughs> well, anyway, she's coming over here to see you, Parky, and you've either got to make up your mind to be nice to her or you'll be evicted, thrown out. Uh, everything happens to me. Just like that great man once said. I forget now who it was that said it. I forget what he said, but it was one... <laughs> Imagine, after 18 years, they're liable to throw me out of this place. I am overcome with emulsion. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> oh, Parky, you talk as if the world was coming to an end. Come on now, cheer up. Would you like to hear some music? So long as it ain't the wedding march, that's not for me. <laughs> well, what I want to do is I want you to hear a song I've been rehearsing with Opie. Come on, let's do it for Parky. I 
just want the right to love you all of my life. Just the right to take care of you all of my life. I just want the right to be near you, always to be there, sharing every care and strife. time you sing, your voice gets better and better. Thank you, Parky. And believe me, you know, I know about singing. Well, yes, I was with the Metropolitan Opera Company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, Parky? Then you must know all the operas. Oh, sure, know all the operas. Well, tell me, Parky, do you know the Barber of Seville? Barber of Seville, you're waiting for me to tell that joke. I suppose you want me to tell you that he shaves me every morning. <laughs> well, he don't. See, he only cuts my hair. <laughs> Oh, look who's here, Bob Williams. Hi, fellas. Hello, Betty. Hey, uh, Parky, what's the matter? You're not your usual smiling self. You can tell me what I got to smile about. You know, I've been here 18 years, and my new landlady, Prudence Rockbottom, sends me a conviction notice. What? Gotta throw me out. Gotta either marry her, or she throws me out of the restaurant. Right on the end of my lease. <laughs> I tell you, Bob, that makes me so mad. Some days. Wait, wait. I... There, there, Parky. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. You know, Parky, you're set for real pleasure when you light up a fine cigarette. But listen, you won't find that pleasure in a cigarette that's hot, harsh, and dry. I see. You all through now, Bob? No, I'm going to tell about the apple honey. About the what? Apple honey. Apple honey. Oh, okay, dear. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, you see, Old Gold's fine tobaccos are conditioned with a special moisture-protecting agent made from the juice of fresh apples. We call it apple honey. And it actually helps prevent cigarette dryness. And to give you a smoke of delightful extra flavor, a touch of rare, keen-tasting Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. Blend? Yeah. I was once in love with a blend. A peroxide blend. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, okay, Parky. Old Gold's extra flavor plus special protection against cigarette dryness. Aren't these what you want in a cigarette? Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, that's old gold. So as soon as you can, try a pack, Parky. And when Prudence Rockbottom bothers you, Parky, why be irritated? Light an old gold. <laughs> 
Bob, you're fascinating. You know that? <laughs> I think I will light up an old gold. You know, I want to try out my new cigarette lighter anyway. A new flint. Sparky, <laughs> you better stop fooling around with that Rube Goldberg lighter of yours and get into your best bib and tucker, because Miss Rockbottom should be here very soon. Oh, I got too much work to do, and it's impossible to get any help today. You know, I've got to do everything around here. On top of everything else, the dishwasher just walked out of me. The dishwasher walked out on you, or what was the reason? Said he couldn't find no pearls in the oysters. <laughs> I'm stuck without a dishwasher. Up here. Say, come here a minute, will you? What do you want, Parkin? Look, my dishwasher just quit. I want you to go down to the employment agency and get me a new dishwasher. Okay, give me a dime for car fare. Car fare? Why don't you walk? It's only 16 miles. <laughs> Uphill. Parky, you got me all wrong. I'm an orchestra leader, not a mountain climber. Look, Hoppy, you're a good friend of mine, and I don't would like to see you riding on streetcars. What's wrong with streetcars? You mean you don't know what's wrong with streetcars? <laughs> I'll show you. Look, you're standing on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street. It's ten o'clock at night. You sure it's me? <laughs> was it you? What am I doing up so late? <laughs> You can't sleep. You got in zombie. <laughs> well, what do you know about that? Now, after waiting for half an hour, a streetcar finally comes tearing down the street. Which way is it going? <laughs> what difference does it make? Well, it does to me. Maybe that car's going in the opposite direction. No, it was there already. It's coming back now. <laughs> now, the car is tearing down the street doing 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. And you start running after the car. What color is it? What color is it? Any color. Blue, green, yellow, brown. You're running like anything, trying to catch the car. Not me. I'm waiting for the red one. <laughs> no, red's my favorite color. I don't care where it goes. <laughs> oh, never mind that. Now, after running ten blocks, you're neck and neck with the car. You give one leap. Uh-oh. I slipped, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tore my good pants, too. Yeah. yeah, but you don't let a little thing like that stop you. You try again, and this time you almost make it. Oh, I'm doing better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now the car is doing 70. You're holding on. But it's dragging you all over the rocks. Are they tearing up that street again? <laughs> all the women start screaming. Finally, the motorman brings the car to a stop. Oh, boy, I made it, huh? You get on. Now the car stops with a jerk. That's me. <laughs> you see an empty seat, and you make a dive for it, and you sit down. I'm not comfortable. Why not? There's two women standing on my feet. <laughs> you pay no attention to them. You stop to read the newspaper. Smuggly, you get angry. Why? The guy who owns the newspaper turns the page. <laughs> he can't do that to me. That's just what you say. Yes, sir. I'll slug him. I'll run him. I'll mash him to a pulp. Uh, careful, Oppie. He's twice as big as you are. 
I'll apologize. It's too late. No, it ain't. I'll get up from my seat. No, you won't. You'll get up from the floor. Well, how'd I get there? Did you see that left hooky through? No. That's how you got on the floor. <laughs> You're stretched out. You hear a siren. An ambulance draws up. The two of you get in. Me and the guy I was fighting with. No, you and your lawyer. <laughs> they rush you to a hospital. You're unconscious. Your girlfriend comes to the bedside. She bends down and kisses you. Well, don't she know I'm unconscious? No, she, she's kissed you before. <laughs> This is murder. Why did I ever get into such a jam like this? Because you insisted on riding on a street car. <laughs> you know something, Parker? You just made up my mind for me. You're right. You don't have to give me a dime for that car, sir. Good boy, Opie. You gonna walk, huh? Nope. You're gonna give me three bucks. I'm gonna take a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Opie, forget all about going to the employment agency. Let's do the dishes together 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, you wash and I'll watch. Oh, I ain't got time. I gotta rehearse my band. We're playing for a benefit tonight. If you're playing for my benefit, you can stop right now. <laughs> oh, come on, Parky. Don't be so hard on poor old B. Yeah, well, I'm gonna tell you one thing, Betty. Unless that Opie pays his bill, what he and those 21 fugitives in his orchestra run up here for food, I'm gonna throw him out of here. And when I say something, my word is not final. <laughs> Parky, Opie and his boys are a fine aggregation of musicians. I don't need no aggregation from musicians. <laughs> With all the orchestras I want and bigger names than him, too. Oh, Parky, what bigger names would play in your restaurant? Uh, lots of them. You ever hear of Paul Vitamins? Well... <laughs> and Gene Krupe? <laughs> and Tommy Doorstep? <laughs> and Cap Calories? <laughs> and Duke Axel Grease? <laughs> That Spanish fella, what's his name? Xavier Cotgut? <laughs> yes, but no one can play digga digga do like Opie Kate. Show him what I mean, Opie.
Good going, Opie. Say, your band really sounded swell. Well, thank you, Bob Williams, but I thought you'd gone on home. Oh, no, I've been sitting in the booth over there studying my American history. Uh, Opie, can you remember what happened in, uh, 1752? 1752? Yeah. I can't even remember what happened last night. <laughs> Well, you see, 1752 was the year that Benjamin Franklin discovered lightning while flying a kite. Well, imagine a big man his age flying a kite. He ought to be ashamed of himself wasting paper that way. Well, look, uh, Opie, you know, it was only eight years later in 1760 that the Lorillard business was founded. You mean to stand there and tell me that they were making kites, too? <laughs> No, no, Opie. The name Lorillard stands for nearly 200 years of association with the world's choice tobaccos. Now, this vast experience is reflected in the quality of old gold cigarettes today. Marvelous quality, consistently maintained despite wartime conditions. Oh, I know all about old gold's quality. I had a pack once. <laughs> what I want to know is when do I get to try another pack? Well, you know, as to quantity, although the cigarette situation is temporarily eased, Opie. Well, you know, as to quantity, although the cigarette situation is temporarily eased, Opie, we're still in a fighting war. Yet we're doing our best to assure your share of the old goals for home front enjoyment. So, Opie, if you must take substitute brands today, remember, you may have old goals tomorrow. I heard that, Bob. Can I have a pack of old goals tomorrow? Well, if it isn't David Street. Hiya, David. How's the big newspaper man today? Fine. Say, Opie tells me that Parky's getting married to the rich Miss Rockbottom. Okay to print that? Well, Parky hasn't even met her yet, but she's coming over here. In fact, she should be here very soon. You know, I'd like to see Parky get married. It'd be good for him. Yes, a wife can be a great comfort to a man. Yep. One of those days, I'm going to get one of those things someday. Maybe after the war. Well, what are you waiting for? The new models to come out? <laughs> Say, that's a good one. I'm going to use that in my column. How about tonight, Betty? Same place, same time? Uh-huh. Swell. I'll meet you in the public library at 8 o'clock. <laughs> good evening. Why, I'm so thrilled to meet you, Mr. Parker Carkers. I never realized you were so young and so, uh, handsome. Well, I'm afraid that... Uh... I'm Prudence Rockbottom. We're going to be so happy together. I beg your pardon. I'm not Parker Carcass, but I'd be glad to call him. Oh, you don't have to call anybody. You'll do. <laughs> oh, you lovely man. <laughs> oh, Miss Rockbottom. Parky's been looking forward to meeting you. He has? Oh, the lovely man. <laughs> I can just picture myself as Mrs. Parky Carcass. It's a strange name, isn't it? Uh, Parky Carcass. It's strange, but it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Parky. Yes? Yeah. Oh, hello, Dave. Is this your grandfather? <laughs> Rockbottom Parky's been here for 18 years. Yes, and he's worked so hard to make it a success. That's right. For 18 years, I worked like a dog. 27 hours a day. <laughs> Ridiculous. How can you work 27 hours a day? I get up early. <laughs> Miss Rockbottom, there must be some way to make everybody happy. Uh, well, if we could get married... Uh, wait a minute, right? Before we're going to get married, I think we should get engaged first, don't you? You know something? I believe in long engagements. 
You do? Yeah. How long? 22 years. But in 22 years, I'll be 32. <laughs> All right, you got 32. You want to drive a 64? <laughs> a delightful sense of humor, Miss Rockbottom. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Parky, dear, let's get married at once. I'm a smart businesswoman. I own 38 buildings. You do? Darling, maybe I do love you. Maybe we could be happy together, just the 40 of us. The 40 of us? Yeah, you and me in the 38 buildings. Oh, Parky, can't you see that I'm madly in love with you? Take me in your arms, hold me tight. Kiss me, Parky, kiss me. Please, not here. People will talk. What people will talk? Me, I'm a stupid. <laughs> oh, Parky, I have such wonderful plans. For our honeymoon, we'll go way out west to my ranch. We'll go out hunting together. You know, I handle a gun like a man. You do? Yes, I shoot from the hip. From way out there? <laughs> there! Here, here, what is this, the lover's first quarrel? Parky, I'm surprised at you. You've been very harsh with Miss Rockbottom. That's not like you at all. Come on, you two kids. Now, kiss and make up. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Parky, dear, whisper sweet nothings to me. Tell me you love me. Okay, you talked me into it. I love you. Oh, those are the most wonderful words I've ever heard. But, Parky, you may love me now, but will you love me when I'm old and ugly? Well, I do, don't I? <laughs> David, you'd better sing something before Prudence gets angry again. Okay, Betty. <laughs> My pillow is soft as a willow the wind, and in its song there is sadness because there's no you. The lonely autumn breeze, how softly it sighs, for summer is dying. They know that in my heart there's no gladness because there's no you. The fog in the garden we talked in, how lonely they seem in the fall. Stormy clouds cover, falling leaves cover. Our favorite nook in the wall In spring we'll meet again We'll kiss and recapture The summertime rapture renew And from that day Never more will I say There's no 
and you put me in just the right mood for love. Parky, darling, why can't we announce our engagement right now? Let David print it in his column tomorrow. No, no, I think what we should do so long as we're going to get engaged is to do this thing upright. Next week, we'll have a big engagement party, and we'll all have a big celebration. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cook for everybody a big duke dinner. A duke dinner? You mean a duck dinner? I mean a duke dinner. I went duck hunting with a duke, and the duke didn't duck. It's a duke dinner. <laughs> So ends the second episode of Meet Me at Parkies. For the further adventures of Parky Carcass, Obie Cates and his orchestra, David Street, Prudence Rockbottom, and Betty Rhodes, tune in again next Sunday, same time, same station. Is it a date? Okay, then. Meet me at Parkies. The domestic fuel situation will be tighter this coming winter than at any time since the war began. The magnitude of the job ahead in the Pacific will keep fuel requirements high. And manpower, equipment, and other necessary factors in supplying fuel will remain short. Therefore, conserve fuel next winter by installing heat-saving material and by checking on all heating equipment to ensure peak efficiency. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. Bob Williams saying good night for old gold. National Broadcasting Company. That was the episode Parky Gets Engaged from Meet Me at Parky's. If you haven't done so already and you're enjoying the podcast, I hope you'll give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. I really appreciate it. Now go have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. I'm Greg Fordyce, and remember... You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding!